Live from the Midtown studios of KFNX, it's Grateful Heart Radio with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to our show and thanks for listening. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We like to bring our listeners accurate information instead of headlines or sound bites designed to simply attract attention. We want to help you make your real estate and personal financial decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we've been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. We are proud to be part of the Timely Balanced Truths Network, and we are live every week on Mondays at 11 a.m. So if you have a question, please call in today, 602-277-5369, or even toll-free, 866-536-1100. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. I go way back with both of them. One of them back further than I even want to admit, Mr. Randy Dethridge with J.A. Hondorp, CPA Limited. He is my personal CPA, and oh my goodness, we went to the same junior high, high school, and he has saved my rear and a couple of unfortunate situations with the IRS. Two truths in this world, death and taxes, right, people? Cannot avoid them. And then my next guest is the one, the only, Tara Craig of AmeriFirst Financial. She is an amazing loan officer, but because she's she's amazing for many reasons, not just for giving out loans for homes to buy, but because she does a great job counseling her clients on making sound financial decisions for their families, and that's why I wanted to have her on the show today while Randy was here, because, you know, a lot of us, me included, taxes are like Chinese. They're way over my head. I don't speak the language. I need an expert to help me understand what to do. And Randy also is a huge, huge, huge advocate for giving back to the community, and he has the Scott Dethridge Foundation I want to hear all about. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, our foundation is set up. It's more of a Chandler-based, um, pretty much, to where we, we're we trying to kind of help out the kids in Chandler who want to go to college, who want to get a scholarship, who don't have the means. So Scott, my brother, being um, – he was a City of Chandler employee for years so and was a recreation leader. So we're kind of really just giving back in his name. And he started off in the Boys and Girls Club, correct? correct. Yep, in Chandler. In Chandler. Yep. The thing about this foundation that I love, A, of course, it's in your brother's name. Now, did you guys start the foundation after he passed? Yes, we did. It's been since 2008 we started it. And then this past year, our last tournament was our 12th, so – Golf tournaments. Golf tournaments. Lots yes. of fun. Yeah. I have been sponsoring them for the last couple of years. For sure. I had a lot of fun on the 16. Those of you guys who have listened, uh, who have attended it know and recognize my team because we're always sitting under the tent trying to make sure everybody's having a good time raffling off Yeti tickets. And Tara, just the last time I saw you, we yeah. went to Feed Your Starving Children. Talk to us about that. We did. We volunteer a couple times a year at that organization, and they just do a wonderful time, a wonderful job, including members of the community in packing food for those uh, children in other countries that simply don't have enough food. So it's that, wonderful. It was a great experience. I've done it a couple times with yeah. you now. I even brought my daughter on there. I just thought... You know, she needed to see what it was like, and it was fantastic. And Tara, I have to thank especially, well, both of these guests have gone through a lot to be here with me this morning. <laughs> we won't talk about what happened with Randy, but Tara, because Randy's here and he's fine, Mom, don't worry. <laughs> uh, Tara has a frog in her throat because she came down with the flu over the weekend and broke her fever, thank goodness, yesterday. Yes. So hopefully she 
she's not contagious and me and Randy are not going to get sick after today's episode. But I have to thank both of you guys for coming on. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty, guys. The reason why I wanted you guys to both come on is it's two weeks to the end of the year. I know. It's crazy. Can you believe that? No. And there are certain things that I know my tax accountant over here, or not accountant, you're my CPA. For sure. And you, you've you defended me with the IRS more than once, unfortunately, because I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to taxes. Most of us don't. Housing, taxes, write-offs, mortgage interest. Yeah. When we get the 1098 at the end of the year from mm-hmm. our banks, because we've paid several thousands of dollars over the years, over the whole year. Yep. Randy, what happened last year? Well, I mean, the the tax law did change with the they're calling it the Tax Reform Act. But mm-hmm. um, what's happening now is basically a lot of people aren't even itemizing. So the standard deduction went up for either if you're single or married filing jointly. Um, it went up from twelve thousand if you're single to twenty four thousand, which means for a lot of people they don't have enough to itemize. So typically, when you do itemize, it's your mortgage interest. Um, it's also your property taxes. Mm-hmm. So does that? Okay, again, I, I don't understand. I don't speak the language. Yep. Ex- help me understand. Do I get to write this off this year or not? You're my CPA. It depends. Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it depends on how much, and that's the answer with accounting always. And taxes, yes, it, is. it depends. But you sound uh, like an attorney, Randy. I'm just I know, telling you, horrible. I don't want to sound like a politician either. But, um, <laughs> no, but I think it's just depending on the amount of your mortgage interest. Okay, ends up being if you end up itemizing or not, because you also add your property taxes. You're going to add any charitable contributions. You're going to add. You so know, some, is it different for somebody like me who's self-employed versus somebody who gets a W-2 at the end of the year? No, I mean, it really all depends on really what you're itemized because how it works is either you take a standard deduction at 24000 mm-hmm. or if your itemized deductions are over twenty you're going to itemize. So regardless, we get all the information from you uh-huh. and then, you know, I input into my system and then it's going to optimize the deduction. So in years past, I've educated my buyers, especially first time ones that have come from renting about mm-hmm. the benefits of owning a house because sure. you get to write off all that interest. Yeah. So what you're telling me is now that's not the case. It just depends. It depends. So they could. It could, yeah. Because I've heard people say that it's completely gone away and nobody can write it off at all anymore. No, I mean, obviously, if you have a, a larger loan and you're, pl- you're paying more mortgage interest, then you're going to actually probably then be able to write off and itemize. So, Yeah. You know, something to take into consideration, too, is, you know, rents are on the rise. In Arizona last year, rents went up anywhere from 7 to 9%. So even without the mortgage interest deduction, it really is a hedge against inflation. Yep. Because when you sure. lock in a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, rather you can write off that mortgage interest or not, your principal and interest portion of your payment stays the same for the life of the loan. Whereas if you're renting, that's just simply not the case. Well, if you're renting, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. You're absolutely Correct. right. So there's, I mean, there's benefits to owning a home anyway. Across the board. Across the board. Yes. But yeah. I used to sit there and tell people about a net effective payment. And I would yes. have this little chart about, okay, so if you paid 1500 in rent, it's more like a $2,000 mortgage payment. Are you telling me I need to stop talking about that? Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> say consult with your CPA because that standard deduction in a lot of cases is... It just depends. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. so what do you see when it comes to, like, this year is going to be the first year you're getting income taxes from people who did it or didn't write off their taxes when they go to qualify for a house next year. Talk to me about that, Tara, because, again, I am, I feel like I'm having a failure to communicate and understand, <laughs> and I just can't get through my thick skull that this all depends. Yeah. I, well, first of all, when it comes to qualifying for a home loan, your taxable income 
is ultimately what we're able to use to qualify you for a home. It doesn't have anything to do with standard deductions and things of that nature. So if you're self-employed, and we see this a lot, um, individuals will think of what they gross and not necessarily what they net. And so as we come to the end of the year, it's really important for self-employed individuals to partner with their lender and their CPA to do planning in advance if they plan on buying or refinancing a home next year because we they really want to understand what we look at from a mortgage lender is different than what, you know, a CPA is going to sure. look at. Well, it's kind of like... You know, you you pay the piper. If you don't, then you pay for it later when you go to qualify for your home. Yes. Because you may not qualify if you write too much off. It's right? a double-edged sword. Because That's the word I was looking at. A lot of times yes. you're trying to qualify for a loan, mm-hmm. and then your mortgage lender is going to want to see kind of what your bottom line is going to end up, what we call your net income. Right. But uh, typically then we're looking at it going on the tax side of it. We want to make sure that we're kind of maximizing your tax situation, but we've got to make sure we're okay with what you're able to qualify for. And that's really where that strategic partnership comes into play. It's really important for individuals to have a mortgage lender, a CPA, and a financial advisor that are all working together to help them achieve their goals. Well, I couldn't have said it any better. That's why I brought these two on because, again, my thick skull has a hard time just getting over the fact that it, you just can't write it all off anymore. <laughs> uh, and But in case you just joined us, I have Tara Craig with AmeriFirst Financial and the one and only Randy Dethridge with J.A. Hondorp. Uh, they're coming back as soon as the break is over. we got to go pay some bills. You're listening to Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. This is Grateful Heart Radio. Come back and listen to us. Thanks, guys. or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com We want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM, Grateful Heart Radio, Motivational Arizona Real Estate and Business Show. We are here live every Monday at 11 AM. If you have any questions or even an idea for our show, love to hear from you, 602-277-5369. Again, that's 602-277-5369. With me now in the studio is Tara Craig of AmeriFirst Financial and Randy Dethridge. He's my one and only CPA who's helped me with my taxes for years. Not to mention, he's just a really good guy. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That all said, hopefully you guys are not as thick-headed as I am and are not having the struggle I'm having with getting around the fact that I just can't write everything off I want to with the IRS. (laughs) But like Randy said, there is a double-edged sword because when you want to go buy your house or refinance, Mm -hmm. if you don't show the income there, then you can't qualify. You're absolutely right. And now let's talk about two weeks left to the end of the year. This is really the meat meat of the show that I wanted to talk to you guys about. What I want to hear from both of you, what are the things that people need to be thinking about and doing in the next two weeks? Because then when they go to file their taxes next year, 
They might screw themselves up with paying the IRS, yep. not enough, too much, and maybe with qualifying if they want to take advantage of the low interest rates yeah. right now to either buy or refinance their homes. Yes. Tara, up, you first. Let's hear from you. Okay. So we have really been emphasizing for the last quarter to start your tax planning and to sit down and figure out where you need to be in terms of qualifying. So if you've been self-employed for five years or longer, your lender will most likely be looking at a one-year income analysis. If you've only had your business for less than five years, but at least two years, then it's going to be a two-year average. Whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah. I've been doing this for 26 years. 26 years. You're telling me if I came to you for a refinance, uh-huh. you're not going to look at two years of junk? for me, you're going to be looking at just one? Just one year Why on a conventional that? loan. Because they figure once your business is established five years or longer, uh-huh. it's likely that a one-year analysis is a good enough representation of where you're at. When a business is getting started, they oftentimes have, you know, like the first year's a lot slower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting started. They have more overhead um, and they're just building their business. Once five years or longer, that one-year income analysis can really be a good representation of okay. your cash flow. So, so that's important because... So if we're tax planning mm-hmm. and they've previously really leveraged those write-offs, then we only need to be focused on this year's tax planning if they're going to buy next year. So when we are doing that, we're figuring out, okay, where do they need to be in order to qualify for what it is they're looking for and partnering with their CPA to ensure we get them there. So, Randy, I know I've done this with you before when Correct. James yeah. and I have gone to buy property. Yeah. And then that's usually when I get um, the naughty the naughty talk because I'm supposed to be being a good girl and doing something like every quarter. I don't know. Quarter. I should be paying, I should be <laughs> paying myself on a regular basis. Mm. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like wages. <laughs> you, know, you know those W2 wages. Yeah, stated income. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know one of these days you'll whip me into shape. So I want to hear the lecture right now, Randy. Just instead of hearing about it next year, tell me now, what are the things I need to be worrying about? Like she was saying with tax planning, I mean, a lot of times it's going to help with your mortgage if you get stated income, which is just W2. But a lot of people are LLCs, single member LLCs, sole proprietors, which just means you're not able to take wages. You would have to be something like, for example, what you are, Rebecca, is uh, an S-corp. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are moving in that direction. So then you can take wages, and then you can also take what we call draws or distributions, mm-hmm. which also you know count as income. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't have too many uh, distributions, right? Because no, I get in trouble for be, that, too. we want to be reasonable, <laughs> more towards 50-50 or 60-40 or something like that, just so you're in the good graces. But you definitely want to... I mean, a lot of people who have LLCs, they, you know, that's fine if they want to remain that way mm-hmm. for, you know, qualifying purposes. But if you do want to, if you are an owner in an LLC and you want, you cannot, you have to take stated wages, stated income if you're an S corp. You can't do it as an LLC. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you two both look at the general population all the time. I know, Randy, you specialize, it seems like, in helping people like me who are um, owners of companies. Correct. But how many people on average are W-2 versus the complicated nonsense I have to deal with? I think it's like 75-25. I think yeah, maybe 75% sure. of my clients are standard W-2 and then the rest of them are self-employed. But, you know, there's something to touch on with that because even if you're self-employed, if your income is based on commissions or bonus, um, things where it's a variable income, yep. your lender is going to look at your historical information. So even if you're not self-employed, you, even you could be selling insurance. You could be selling, what, shoes, makeup, yes, I don't know. Yes, If you're just getting paid a commission. Yeah then that is something to be thinking about. And, you know, I always defer to this guy here for all of everything. So, Randy, of your clientele, 
are most of them like me or do you get W-2 people? No, I do have a lot of, you know, just people doing their individual tax returns, but I also have a ton of clients like you who have S Corps, Mm -hmm. you know, LLCs, smaller businesses that really are kind of looking to take the next step, which is great to the S Corp is a great vehicle. It's kind of a hybrid between an LLC and a corporation. Mm -hmm. And as you know, you end up becoming an employee of your own corporation. You can then take wages. It's kind of the best of both worlds. And then Mm -hmm. for qualifying purposes, you know, I think it helps to have that stated income. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that we've seen over the last two years is the self-employed individuals, their K-1 shows what they made in ordinary income, but they're not taking those owner distributions. Correct. And so um, we're looking at the cash flow of the business and really how much income is coming into. So bank accounts. Well, yes, in so many words, but how much income did they actually pull out of the business and live on to pay their bills? And that's what a lender's looking at. They're looking at their cash flow. Okay, I've heard of a K-1 before. Yeah, you have. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't know what it means. Can somebody explain that to me? Because I'm sure out in our audience, they may not. And if they're W-2s, do they even mess with K-1s? No, I'll let you explain that. Go ahead. Yeah, a K-1 really is just a flow-through entity. So you're going to receive either a K-1 if you're in an LLC or an S-Corp. Okay. Because really, neither one pays any tax. Okay. The individual is going to pay the tax. So the income just flows through from the the S-Corp or the K-1. And then you pick up that income on your personal personal tax return. Now, a couple of things I have gotten better about in the last few years, Randy, thanks to you, is IRAs. Correct. And there's a max of what you can purchase on an IRA to help mitigate some of your tax uh, liabilities, if you will, and my health account. Can you talk about those? Because I know briefly, because we're going to get ready to go on break, and I want to finish this conversation mm-hmm. after the break. Yeah, I'll touch on it real quick. Um, IRA, just like traditional IRA, it's what we call an above-the-line deduction, which will lower your adjusted gross mm-hmm. income. So anybody who's not really in a 401k or defined benefit plan can either contribute to a traditional or a Roth IRA. And then And that's pre-tax. So if you push that money aside, the traditional is, but a Roth, if you did a Roth, then it's, you know, when you take that money out, it's not taxable. But okay. a traditional it is because you are doing it pre-tax. And then the other thing you mentioned, HSA is pre-tax, so that's a great thing to that's take That's the health of. account, for those of you guys that don't know what an HSA is. Yeah, so yes. you can contribute to an HSA, and it's pre-tax. It's like a 401k. Yep. It just it lowers your adjusted gross income, so it's going to help you out. To pay less taxes. Correct. Does yep. that hurt you for qualifying, though? It doesn't. How oh. does that not hurt you? <laughs> it doesn't. You can max out your 401k. You can contribute to your HSA. You can max out all of your tax-deferred accounts, and it doesn't impact your qualifying income in any way, which is wonderful. But it, it reduces your net income. It reduces your taxable income. It does not reduce your earnings. So it, that this goes back to kind of what you and I were talking about, and that's the importance of strategic mortgage planning, of really understanding, because it is foreign, right? If, if I don't live it's in this foreign world language every day, it's foreign. And so then you just need somebody to help you better understand it. Okay, so you have two weeks. If you don't have an HSA, which is a health account, if you haven't contributed to an IRA, how, what are your limits and how long do you only have two weeks to do this, right, Randy? Yeah, it depends on your age. Actually, you can contribute to an mm-hmm. IRA um, into the following year, depending on when you file. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going up to April 15th, you still can contribute to a traditional or Roth. So, the deadline isn't that, but what yeah. about for health? Isn't the deadline in two weeks? For funding an HSA? Yeah. Um, I believe on that you can also push that into the following year. What? So it's not as stressful <laughs> as I thought, huh? No, and the great thing with you is something that you 
sometimes get a little confused about, but your HSA, you don't lose it. So you can continue. It's like a savings account. Oh, it is so confusing to yeah, me. You, I, I, every year I'm calling Randy going, wait a minute, how much is it? And I think this you year. You thought was, you'd have to spend the whole amount of the money. And I'm like, no, it can stay in the actual. And the whole account. amount of the money is $7,100. Now, health insurance is not cheap. No, it's not. Am I able to write off what I'm paying on my premiums if my company's paying for it? Well, you're talking about your premiums for, well, your company's actually paying for your health insurance premiums, Correct. which is great, and the company gets the deduction. And then yes. you're doing an HSA. I'm doing for something your, right. Yeah, yes. For your, <laughs> for your personal own tax situation, like you, depending on your family or, you know, if you're single. But does that hurt me for qualifying, Tara? It does not hurt you for qualifying. So the money that you're contributing in your HSA is your own personal funds. So that money flowed to you uh-huh. personally, and then you made the donation into your account. Okay, we're we're already being warned. The time goes so quick here. We got to pay some bills and do some commercials. Yada yada yada. You guys are listening to Independent Talk, eleven hundred AM KFNX. This is Motivational Arizona Real Estate and, and Personal Finance Show. Some great stuff. You got to listen to. I thought you only had till the end of the year. I'm being corrected on that. But we're going to come back after the break and we're going to hear even more good stuff, nuggets that you guys need to hear about. or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. Hey, we want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. For an idea for the show or a question from my expert contributors today, I encourage everybody here listening who's live to call 602-277-5369. Again, that's 602-277-5369. I'm really sad that our audience doesn't get to hear us banter back and forth during commercial because I kind of feel like that's when the best stuff comes up. Yeah. And I had a shelf a story Tara was about to share with Randy and I because I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody's going to want to hear this. Tara. Yeah. Tell us about this story. Absolutely. So I had a young family come in and meet with me. And uh, during the housing crisis, they lost their home and their parents helped them. By purchasing the home in the parent's name. They lived in California. And so since 2011, they've been living in this home as their primary residence. But the parents... So how recent did they just come in? So they this all happened in the last three months. Okay. So I'll kind of walk you through what happened. So um, basically... What they needed to do was have the children added to title all those years ago yep. and to establish primary occupancy. So okay, wait, wait, wait. So this is the strategic planning we've been talking about. This is the strategic planning. And it goes beyond that because they got bad advice. Oh, no. They actually had contacted the servicing bank for the parent's mortgage and tried to assume the loan twice. Oh, wow. And it was not an assumable, an assumable mortgage. But what nobody explained to them is they could have simply been added to title and done a rate and term refinance and refinance that mortgage. 
There was no purchase necessary. When there's a lien on the property, it can be refinanced as, as long a rate as they're added to the title. At, all they need to do is be added to title. Would the parents have come off then? Uh, no, parents could have remained on or came off okay. either way. So situation is now they're ready to go and sell. They've, they've not established primary occupancy because they have not been on title. So even though they're W-2s, pay stubs, everything shows this address. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. They we have they have not <clears throat> established ownership interest in the property for the last two so it's years. they're primary residents. Right? Yeah, they're renters, right? Yeah. So Essentially, they're just glorified renters. Yeah. Yes. So the parents ended up having to pay capital gains on the home from what they bought it for in 2011 Ouch. and what they sold it for now, whereas the kids really are the ones who have been living in the home who ultimately have been making that payment. And so had they just been advised to be added to title, all of that could have been avoided. And when they were in my office and I explained those two simple options to them, they were in tears. Randy, how much money did that cost them? Well, if you, it is your primary residence and it's been for two years. You can exclude up to $500,000 of the gain if you're married. Right. Two, 250 if you're single. How much so. money did they gain in that house in well, it's since a, 2011, which was the bottom <laughs> of our market? Yeah, I'm going to guess that they walked up, you know, the net gain was probably over $80,000. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's not as devastating. You said California. I heard 2011. Parents lived in California. Oh, yeah. The parents lived uh, in they California. bought the house, the house out here, here in Arizona. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But 50 15% of $80,000 is no small chunk of change. That's so true. for this family, it could have been the difference of paying off a vehicle, you know, so it definitely makes a difference. Ouch. That is a painful story. Now, another thing that came up on one of our breaks was how educated these two folks sitting in front of me are. Randy, you went to ASU, right? <laughs> I did. Go Sun Devils. And it's, yes, me too, my alma mater as well. And how many hours you have to go through every year? So this is, I'm just saying this because people need to listen to you too. You guys are very well educated yeah, in sure. all of this stuff. Well, how a- many? You Eighty to, hours of continuing professional education every year. Yeah. Ouch. Even though you've been got your CPA, you've gotten all your degrees, and you still have to stay current with all Correct, these changes yeah. because there's a lot of changes that are coming up for the taxes that I want you to talk about and tell us about. Um, going back to Tara's story, though. My mind is still blown, and you have to do a lot of continuing education as well for your licensing as well yeah. as I do. What kind of advice? So number one was they got bad advice, should have been added to title. Yep. What are some other things you want to help people avoid if they are smart about planning today? Oh, I think the biggest thing that I see over and over again is credit and income. So it's the holiday season. Spending is, you know... Um, what we're all doing. And so for those families who are wanting to purchase or refinance a home in the first quarter of next year, what happens is when we go to pull their credit, they've ramped up those credit cards and their score has dropped and they're not planning for that. So that's one of those big pieces that I can tell people, kind of that cautionary tale, is that if you're wanting to purchase or refinance a home, your credit score makes a big difference in the terms that you're offered. You mean the interest rate? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 30% of your score is made up of just a snapshot shot of your balance versus your credit limit. So you want to be really, really careful not to rack up those credit cards during the holiday season. Got it. And Randy, what are some advices that you have, or advice, I shouldn't, I didn't even say that right. Uh, for people listening to you today, you said there were some changes on the horizon. What are some of the changes you alluded to on your sheet here? Yeah, I mean, Basically, and touching on what Tara was saying is just with tax planning, it's mm-hmm. so important from my perspective because my job's for you to pay as least amount of tax as possible. So, I mean, there's tricks of the trade to meeting with clients. I mean, reach out to your CPA, call them and say, hey, look, what should we be doing regarding tax planning for the end of this year? Because, I mean, 
it could be, you know, paying more bills in December, you know, stuff that's on the horizon you want to take advantage of in this current year, mm-hmm. deferring some revenue, stuff like that. There's all these little tricks of the trade. Um, but most of the tax changes just have to do with the Trump, you know, tax law. Yeah. And it's just like we mentioned, uh, the standard deduction being raised. Um, also, income or income tax rates have come way down for married, filing jointly, and single. So, well, I know I was really scared last year, thinking I was going to have to pay a whole bunch more money. Yep. And it didn't turn out to be the case. Why was that? Well, it's because most of it's because there's a thing now called a QBI deduction, mm-hmm. and it's qualified in business income deduction. And what Trump did was he lowered the corporate tax rate to 20, I think it was 20%. Yep. So all these people with flow-through entities like S-Corps, LLCs, how are they going to feel that effect? So now this QBI deduction is a 20% deduction across the board for people like us who have S-Corps or LLCs so that we can take advantage of that too. So mm-hmm. a lot of people such as yourself had a much lower tax liability and they're, you know, they're, that's one of the main reasons. So that was, so that's a good thing. So does that help people who are W2'd as well? No, if you're W2, it's just straight wages. This is just people who have their own business, self-employed or have an LLC or an S corp. So is that why so many people who 75% about what Mm -hmm. Tara sees out there are W2'd people they didn't benefit from the changes that Trump made. They did because their the actual tax rate came down for okay. married, filing jointly, and single. So okay. essentially, if they made the same amount of money in eighteen as they did in ni- or seventeen as they did in eighteen or mm-hmm. nineteen, they're going to pay a lot less tax in eighteen and nineteen than they because did because of that standard deduction so increasing. Just everybody did better last year, and the actual tax rates came down. Yeah. So for the most part, I think yeah. uh, there was a you know they did an analysis and it was like over eighty five percent of people actually benefited. Yeah, a majority of my clients paid yeah. a lot less tax last year yeah. in in eighteen. That's great news. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's huge. So yeah, is that part of why do you guys? I mean, this is all speculation because yeah. I I know you guys don't aren't stock traders or anything like sure. that, but. The stock market seems to be on fire right now. Do you think that has anything to do with what we're talking about right now? I think it has a lot to do with the jobs right now. I think our economy is incredibly strong. Um, I think this, you know, trade deal, I know we're in phase one and it hasn't officially been signed, but um, it's a big deal. You know, our economy is very, very strong. Um, And I think that that is a huge part of it. So see a lot of people with more discretionary income right now. So. Thus buying more stuff. More and when stuff. you buy more stuff, that helps all the companies out there and we get more jobs and, yeah. and it just, it's a great, it's a great direction we're going in. You guys are both talking a lot on break about strategic tax planning and my eyes glossed over. <laughs> Talk to me about like, and make it like translate for me what that means to me. What are the things that our audience need to know about? We're just doing basically a projection for you, you know, for your example or my example. Um, you can use me as an example. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm naughty. I know I need to take a big check this week out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I pull your P&L and we take a look at it and I kind of do a projection for 19 to think where you're going to end up because mm-hmm. when we file, we want to make sure that your liability is paid in either through your wages or through estimated payments. So last thing you want is a surprise. And I mean, we've had that conversation in March and April and it's not fun. We and have a surprise every year conversation. <laughs> no, we don't. You're, you're doing so much better. But, um, I feel like yeah. a recovering tax person here. Yeah. Oh, I think all of us have been there. Yeah. Sure. But it really is just kind of figuring out the projection and where you're going to end up. 
yeah, so that right. we there aren't there aren't any surprises, and then how we're going to get your net income down. And from a mortgage standpoint, and I touched on this during the break, it's really important if you're going to be purchasing or refinancing, and you need those taxes to be processed through the IRS. Yeah, uh, that you are able to pay what's owed or make an advanced tax payment. If you don't have the money to pay what's owed, and you need to get on an IRS installment plan, you need to oh. know that there's going to be a delay in the processing of your tax That's transcript. That's right. We were going to talk about that. Yes. So this is just kind of a great segue to talk about that. I had a gentleman this past year who uh, filed his taxes and we expected them to be available through a tax transcript in, you know, four to six weeks. And he for- forgot to report casino winnings um, of, Did he win you know, a lot? like $15,000. All on red? Uh, yeah, in Vegas. Uh-huh. And um, he called the IRS to find out why his taxes hadn't been processed and they had been hung up in um, some kind of an audit, you know, because it didn't match what the IRS had on file. So what the last thing you want if you're buying a house is to have a delay as it relates to your so your taxes. What you're saying is you need to make sure you've paid in full before the end of the year any tax obligations that you might owe, which means talking to your guy right here, CPA yep. man, and so he can make sure that you pay it all because if you don't Just make sure you're current yeah. make current. sure you're current yes and if you do owe money and it's after the end of the year make the payment in full at the time you process your tax returns yeah in april well and there's yes. also another benefit i'm going to save that benefit randy don't you forget to talk about it and we'll come back uh there's another benefit to paying it all in full so we're going to come back after our last break you guys have been amazing thank you so much for listening this is knfx kfx thank you 1100 a.m. Come back and listen to us after we pay some bills. Thank you. segment of the show. I can't believe how fast the show is going for something like death and taxes that nobody likes to talk about or listen to, but I hopefully you guys are learning a lot. And I gave you guys a little teaser because, you know, on a break, these two are just, I can't get them to stop talking, guys. This is what they're passionate about. And Randy reminded me, or I reminded Randy, we can't forget, if you don't pay all the taxes you owe, unlike it doesn't, it's not reciprocal. The IRS is not your friend. If you give them too much money, they're more than happy to take it. But if you owe them, there's some major penalties if you don't pay in the next two weeks. Correct. You want to make sure that there are obviously no underpayment penalties. And if you are making estimated payments, they're supposed to be done quarterly. And then the other thing too is, like we were just talking about extensions, it's only an extension to file. It's not an extension for you to pay if you owe. So if you file on October 15th and you owe, you know, you're going to get a you're going to get a letter with interest and penalties. So the IRS charges you penalties if you decide on January 3rd to pay all of your taxes from 2019. You'll still get underpayment penalties because you didn't make quarterly payments spread out over four quarters. Can you avoid that if you pay the double today? You can if we do like, for example, you and I talk about being for me, S-corp. I know. Mm-hmm. We can if you do wages, it's considered paid in throughout the the whole entire year. So there are no there are no uh, penalties.
penalties for that. So that's the good news, the silver yeah. lining in this whole disgusting conversation. And the only reason I say disgusting is because I don't like to pay them all year long like I know I'm supposed to quarterly, Randy. We get yeah. this I get lectured every year from you because I hate to give them money when I don't get interest coming back to me. No, but you want to just make sure. I mean, even if you think you're going to owe 10 grand or whatever the amount may be, a thousand dollars, make sure you make that final estimated payment in January just so that you've have paid it in and then you're still going to get a little bit of underpayment penalty. If you go ahead and file for an extension and you wait until October to file your taxes, you don't file them in January or I'm sorry, in, in April. Then you're, do they, do those interest penalties accrue throughout the entire year? Like, is it better to pay it? Oh, yes. You yeah. guys are both shaking your yeah. head. Yeah. It starts the at April 15th. You pay the better. Yeah. You need to pay by April 15th. That's your deadline to pay. And then what? You should would, pay 90% of what you owe. But a lot of people are like, I have no idea what I'm going to owe. I'm like, well, you still need to stroke a check on April 15th. Just make an estimated tax. Payment. Yeah. Or by the end of this year to really mitigate your liabilities. Correct. correct. Yeah. You should have an idea of what you owe. And then Tara went on this big old tangent. I had to quit, get her to quit talking on break because I, this was such good stuff. I wanted you guys to benefit from hearing it. So, okay, we're talking about this. And then how does it affect you if you do file for an extension and you're looking to do a purchase or a refinance this year, Tara? Yeah, that's a really good question. So we cannot use the qualifying income until your taxes are processed with the IRS. And so for my families who do do extensions, we're looking at qualifying income from the year prior. So I'll give you an example. If you file in 2020 an extension for 19, then when you're buying or refinancing in 2020, we're using 17 and 18's income. Which could be a heck of a lot less. Which could be very different. Yeah, I have families tell me all the time, but wait, we made so much more. And I said, we haven't filed your taxes yet, so you need to get that done. So it's really important not to procrastinate. I know we're all victims of doing that. I certainly have done it myself. Um, We put all these other things uh, as a priority. But it's the worst feeling when a family calls in and they found the perfect home and they're ready to make an offer. And they call me and I say, okay, have you filed your taxes? And they haven't. And, And it causes a delay. Okay, but I will say the spring typically picks up for real estate because people are getting refunds. So the yes. 75% group of people who are W-2'd and have been paying Who paid in all year round, and yes. And good kids. <laughs> yeah. Then they get a refund a lot of times. They do. And that mm-hmm. helps them pay off the credit card debt from the holidays. Yes. And have some money to put down on the new raise house. Raise their credit score. Yeah. Raise their credit score. Yep. And do a lot of planning. Now, we only have a few more minutes before the show is over. I can't mm-hmm. believe how quick something like this goes. Tara, I know you do some special planning with your clients. Isn't it something through Dave Ramsey that we, you offer? Yeah. So I'm a financial coach and a coordinator with his organization. And I teach something called Financial Peace University. And it's a nine-week series that really teaches our families how to get on a budget, how to pay off debt, how to prepare to buy a home, and then how to save money for retirement and eventually pay that home off. So um, that's starting in January, and I offer it for free. It's just my ministry. But I love to watch the progress that these families make in eliminating debt in the first quarter of the year. So, that's Tara, awesome. if somebody wants to get in on that, how do they get a hold of you? Um, they can follow us on our Facebook page. They can go to our website, tkteam.us. They can contact our office, 480-344-1951, or they can go right to the Dave Ramsey website and register. We're at the Rivulon location in Gilbert. I have yet to meet another loan officer who is so passionate about taxes. You guys need to look Tara up, I'm telling you, because this, again, is like a foreign language to me. Randy, I don't know where I'd be right now without you, bro. Seriously, I love hey, you, man. Well, and uh, I want to know how – I want you to tell the audience if they want an amazing CPA like you, how do they get a hold of you? 
You can just give me a call. I'm in Tempe, Rio Salado and Mill. My phone number is 480-755-0701. Just give me a buzz. Most people, such as Rebecca, <laughs> everybody texts me. Most of my clients are friends as well. So, I mean, I kind of take pride you know, on that. Right? And it's just me. You're going to be dealing with me. so it's, You actually answer your own phone. Do, you don't yes. have a whole army of people I that not, yeah. keep you away from them. Okay, so call Randy if you need some good, solid CPA advice. I'm telling you, he's amazing. And we only have a couple minutes left, guys. So I would really like, in the last couple minutes, your words of wisdom. What do you want to leave the audience with today? Randy, you first. One other thing, too, on huge tax savings for people in Arizona, there's Arizona tax credits that are on the mm-hmm. Arizona Department of Revenue website. So you'll see, like, these organizations like EC70 or, you know. Foster a, care credit. Foster care credit. There's a public school, school pre- credit. There's a private. You can max out all these credits if you want, and they're dollar for dollar for Arizona on your Arizona tax return. So instead of paying taxes, you can make sure your money goes to charities. And that's how we started the show is talking about charities that you two are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I know I usually see because I have kids still in school, I'll see that tax credit come out. So you're saying instead of paying Arizona. We can make sure it goes to benefit different organizations. Again, what was that website, Randy? It's just the Arizona Department of Revenue's website. They Mm -hmm. have a list of the Arizona tax credits. But you'll see, I mean, there are so many on there that are available. I mean, if you owed $4,000 to Arizona for your your personal tax return and you wanted to actually take care of that with all the Arizona state tax credits, you could. So you're telling me I don't have to pay Arizona – I could pay all these charities. And it's a dollar for dollar credit. I love it. And a federal deduction. And a federal deduction. So I am so going to do this. Yeah. How much, so you need to tell me after the show how much I'm going to owe Arizona (laughs) so I can, I can do this because this is like amazing. It just makes you feel good Mm -hmm. anyways to help out charity. Now, Tara, you got a couple minutes. Tell tell us your words of wisdom before the end of the show. What do you want to leave our audience with today? I think just really reiterating the importance of mortgage planning, tax planning. You know, our, our families are so much better off when they start preparing early and when they have a game plan. Don't and procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. So uh, if you are thinking about doing something in 2020, please sit down with a mortgage lender, your CPA, yeah. get and your- get your ducks in a row early because that makes a difference on your overall experience. Well, you guys have been amazing. What a great show. I want to thank Chet, our technical engineer, for running the board because without him, I would have no idea when I'm running out of time to talk. <laughs> I want to thank Ariel once again. Great job with the videography. You guys can tune in to Facebook Live at Grateful Heart TV if you actually want to see what we look like, not just listen to our wonderful voices. And I also must thank our outstanding expert contributors here. We've been listening to Grateful Heart Radio, Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains. Next week, I have some amazing guests coming on because, you know, all my guests are amazing. And we're going to be talking about communication confidence. I got Peter Salazar from Toastmasters coming in, Granison Shines from Suttery, and it's verbal, nonverbal communication. Did you know that people who master public speaking earn 30% more on average? We're talking about making more money. We're going to help you save it by great tax planning from our guest today. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.